This is The Scoop, a podcast run by student journalists offering teenagers perspectives on the latest happenings. We hope to provide authentic conversations that allow a quick listen wherever you are. With stay-at-home orders lifting and worldwide confirmed COVID-19 cases totaling in the millions, scientists are pushing forward to develop vaccines to slow the spread of the virus. While the Pfizer and BioNTech vaccine is currently approved in the United States for those ages 16 and older, the pharmaceutical company is undergoing a phase 3 teen vaccine trial for adolescents ages 12 to 15 years of age. Joining us today is 15-year-old volunteer from the phase 3 clinical trials, Stephanie Harrison. And we are live on air. <laughs> yes, we are live. For all of our listeners, welcome back or welcome to The Scoop. And give a big welcome to Stephanie Harrison. Stephanie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Stephanie Harrison. I am a ninth grader at Archer, and I am so excited to be, to be doing this podcast today. Excellent. I am equally excited to have you here on The Scoop today. And as I previously mentioned, you are undergoing the Pfizer Phase 3 teen vaccine trials. I hope I said that correctly. It's a long name. Uh, I would just like to ask, how did you discover the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine trials? Because I know you were considering participating in both at one point. I was reading an article a few months ago, um, either early December, late November, like really just a couple weeks past Thanksgiving. And I noticed that at the end of an article saying that Pfizer had been approved for use, excuse me, that they were running a phase three teen trial and that they had a location in San Diego. So I go to my parents and ask if I can apply. And so we call the number um, and they say they've got space and I head in. I get my first shot um, the 23rd of December, like just a few days before Christmas. Um, I actually don't know if it's the first shot or not. It's just but I sure hope. And what about your parents? Do they understand why you wanted to participate and do they support your decision or on the contrary? Um, I have had a very large amount of coronavirus cases within my own family. Um, last March, um, my dad and sister got sick. My grandparents got sick. My uncles and cousins um, got sick. Um, I have had family from coast to coast, even in the Midwest even in other continents, get the coronavirus. Um, I was sort of acting out of a sense of anger. Um, I felt very vulnerable and violated that a disease could just come and, you know, infect my family. Um, That may sound kind of silly, but I just felt very angry. And of course, my parents having been affected one of my parents being affected the way they were affected and everyone worrying about each other. We were so excited to jump on the opportunity. As a matter of fact, my mom is participating in the Novavax vaccine trial because I suppose we're both driven by just a desire to make a change against um, something that gave us quite a scare last year. That's really beautiful. Thank you. And how many teenagers are participating or participated in the phase three clinical trials? I believe that I'm the only one from Los Angeles, um, or there's very few, but I think overall across the country, I think there's, um, I think there's around 3,000 total. 3,000. Wow. 
And I know you said you got your first dose or a shot of sorts in December. How have you and the other participants been tracking your symptoms and reporting back? I actually have an app on my phone called Traumax. It is complete with a password and everything. And it basically offers me questionnaires over certain intervals of time. So for example, after I get a shot, they monitor any symptoms I may have for the next week, every single day for the next week, I mean. And every week after that, I check in on my app once a week. I'm also given a COVID-19 swab kit so that if I ever think that I have um, the virus or have fallen ill, I can take the test in my home, drop it off at a lab, and know very quickly the results. Have you received any shots or doses potentially since December? I did. I actually received my second dose on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And how has that been for you? Did your symptoms change between the first dose and the second dose? Everyone I know at least who's gotten the vaccine or even just, I guess, through the news, it's been that the first dose is a little bit more mild, whereas the second dose kind of takes you out with that fatigue. I am not 100% sure whether or not I had the vaccine, but I definitely, I don't know if this is, you know, psychosomatic, but on the second round, um, I had fatigues and muscle aches that were a little bit more severe. I mean, nothing, you know, terrible. And they lasted a little bit longer. It wasn't like I was dying or anything. I mean, definitely needed an extra coffee after my second shot. I always need a second coffee in between school, extracurriculars, studying for the ACT. Uh, I can't imagine what that must have been like for you. And continuing on the experience, have you felt comfortable? Do you feel like it's safe for teenagers or on the contrary, do you regret the experience? I think this is frankly one of the best decisions I could have ever made in my entire life. I mean, they've taken really good care of me. Um, a, there was once a technical glitch, a very minor, minor technical glitch um, with, some, with um, an app on my phone. It was once um, sort of just a silly thing. And they took a lot of care in responding to me. They make sure that my appointments run exactly according to schedule. I mean, I've never been to such an organized doctor's appointment in my life. Um, but they really do make an effort to take great care of me. And I have, I have felt no lasting side effects. Of course, I had some fatigue and muscle aches. But I would not regret this. And considering the protection I get or will get um, once I get or know that I have gotten the vaccine, um, it'll be great. It's been really great knowing that I have a lot of people supporting me, including my family. I really just appreciate the support and I feel that this is the best thing I could have done for myself and for everybody. So you felt comfortable throughout the experience. You've had your first and second dose or at least two shots. And I think the only natural next question would be, when can we expect any information and sufficient data to come out about this vaccine trial that you've undergone? We actually have sufficient data right now. It came out fairly recently that in Pfizer's trial, they had an efficacy of 100%, which means that everybody who was vaccinated did not get sick, and sufficient people in the placebo group did. So it elicited a strong immune response, and 
now that the data is complete, Pfizer last week applied for an emergency youth authorization and EUA from the Food and Drug Administration, which is very exciting because it means that soon, if this gets approved, which seems very likely, everybody above the age of 12 would have access to this vaccine in addition to everyone over 16 who was eligible on April 15th. If this is the case then, and students 12 and over are now eligible for the vaccine, that includes the majority of the Archer community. I would say, what is it, sixth grade, you're 11, 12? With this in mind, do you think that the vaccine is a prerequisite for students coming onto campus, considering it might be accessible to everyone very soon? Well, this is really um, a tough question. I mean, to return to campus as normal, absolutely. But to return to campus in a very modified way outside or with a lot of windows open, I think everyone needs to be double masking. Because right now, there's going to be a lot of demand for the vaccine, and if one person is able to get it faster than the other person, it creates a lot of conflicts. And I really would like to say yes, but sometimes there are certain roadblocks. But I think that in a couple of years, it should absolutely be a prerequisite. But for now, like, it shouldn't be until it becomes very widely available, though I really hope that everyone does that get the vaccine. And building right on top of that question, do you think that the vaccine should be a prerequisite for teachers? Well, considering the fact that this is Archer, I mean, they take, you know, health precautions very seriously. I wouldn't be as worried because I know that they are likely doing this in a very low risk way. And I know that some of my teachers have already been vaccinated. I think um, that, you know, as long as Archer is adhering to this stringent safety protocols I have no I I mean I have no doubt excuse me that they are following I think that it's okay it's I mean there's nothing great because you know it would be nice to have the vaccine but the benefit but the need to go to school the benefits of going to school in a in the way that Archer is undoubtedly doing it um, those benefits outweigh the risk especially because younger children, like the sixth graders, are not great transmitters of the virus. Or so I've read. I don't presume to be a medical professional by any means. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for sharing your experience. And although you are not a medical professional, providing your insights on the vaccine because it has really been educational. And I think it's very important that we all stay educated if we want to go back to school. I know you said that you're craving that social-emotional connection, and I am right in that same boat. I have complete faith that Archer will be able to create a safe space. And considering um, the new building, which is where we will be, the doors are made out of glass and they're slidable. And I read a study the other day about how ventilation and masking are really sort of the two big factors that determine whether something is safe or not. Well, also testing. So I have a lot of faith that with Archer's testing program, that I actually just got an email for to confirm my appointment, the requirements to wear masks and the cohorts. I really think that it's going to be good. I think that we will be able to avoid a super spreader or a spreader of any kind, and I really am excited to go back on Monday. I really needed the human connection. Even if I can't exactly hug my friends or even get that close to them, I think it's just really important that we are in a community space. 
If you liked the sound of this episode, subscribe to The Scoop Podcast. It's free. Starting this school year, we'll be chatting with you and giving the daily scoop on life at Archer. If you're new to all things podcasts and need more info on how to listen, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and the Oracle website, archeroracle.org. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay strong. See you next time.